Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Timothy Caulfield is the Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy at the University of Alberta, and he's done a tremendous amount of work debunking, you know, junk science, going back to Gwyneth Paltrow. He's uh, had some hit Netflix series and some books. He's he's sort of, uh, he's the guy, and he joins us now. Um, you don't want me to call you doctor anymore, Tim? Is, is this true? <laughs> Yeah, I like to say I'm a lowly law <laughs> professor, okay? Okay, <laughs> professor of law. Fair enough, we'll go with that. Um, listen, we're going to have a discussion here about COVID and misinformation and all the rest and how to handle it and deal with it. Now, first of all, before we even get started here, Tim, I'm going to get texts and I'm going to get people tweeting me about, well, who decides what is misinformation? You've got your set of facts and science, and I've got mine. Who's to say that I'm not? I mean, how do you even get started when we don't have a shared reality? That's the issue that I think trips up so many of us, even just to get started. Yeah, it is really difficult. And in fact, Shay, just asking that question can set up what's called false balance, right? The, the idea that there are these, you know, two sets of beliefs out there. Who's to say which one is right? Well, science has something to say about that, right? right? You know, we, we do have good clinical research on a lot of the core issues that the, you know, the anti-vaxxers are pushing. It's not like there's this lack of clarity that is being argued about within the scientific community about, for example, the value of vaccines, for example, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We actually have a robust body of evidence that gives us a sense of what the answer is. And what science does for us, Shay, is it nudges us away from uncertainty towards more certainty about what's going on uh, in the universe. It nudges us towards an objective answer. Sometimes we never get there, Shay, but it points us in that direction. What the deniers try to do is create this false balance that somehow there are these equal points of view out there, and they both deserve as much airtime. And that's simply not true. Okay, you mentioned ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We're still talking about these, I don't know, 18 months after the fact, at least on both of these, right? And the science is there, um, but the science itself, why is this still persisting then? Because there's also science on the other side. And, uh, you know, I, I hear about, well, what about Japan? I know there's countless stories saying, no, it's not approved for use in Japan. What about India? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's always a what about. So how do we counterbalance that? Yeah, I think ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are really good examples. I I like them as examples because um, we really don't have any evidence supporting their use. In fact, there has been good clinical trials that have shown that it it is not beneficial in this context. Yes, ivermectin has been around for a long time and is used for parasites, uh, and it is used uh, in veterinary practice, but there is no evidence to support its use with COVID. Um, despite that, um, we see cherry picking. So they find one week study, and sometimes that study, Shay, is fraudulent or has been retracted to support their cause. They just try to create this constant doubt that perhaps it does work. And more importantly, they try to create the impression that that point of view is being suppressed. And right. sort of on 
the contrary. It hasn't been suppressed at all, right? It's absolutely everywhere, as you pointed out. This is the other thing, and I'm glad we're getting there. And, of course, this was the focus of your piece that came out. Um, you're just canceling it. You can, it's, the, the word narrative gets overused, I think, in, in 2022 and all through 2021. There is this perception, this concept that people like me, people like you, people like Dr. Fauci, people with platforms and microphones have some sort of narrative, some sort of directive, and anything that goes contrary to that is immediately suppressed and shut down. Um, it's not, but that, that's part, I think, of why this is so pervasive and persistent is the fact that it's been sold that way. You know what I mean? And that's part of the hook to it all. Uh, you're 100% correct. and There's actually evidence to back up your, your speculation. When you frame this as about being, not necessarily about the bad science, right? Let's you know, put that aside, but frame it as, as being about your rights yeah. and and um, it's about uh, your cancel culture, and it's about an intuitively appealing ideological position. It becomes about that as opposed to the questionable science. And we know that that's a very effective strategy for pushing misinformation. So Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers will say <laughs> that their perspective is being suppressed or their, or, or their position is trying to be canceled. First of all, no, it's not. You know, there's this great irony that you're on Joe Rogan complaining about being yeah. canceled, 100 million downloads or whatever. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're on Fox <laughs> News being canceled. Uh, it, it, you're not being canceled. And in addition to that, I think it's really, really important to highlight these positions have been considered. They've- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Been researched and they've been found to be wrong. They haven't been canceled at all. In fact, Shay, you could argue they've been given too much attention. You know, too many of our our resources have been put to these scientifically iffy questions in order to create a clear answer, and the answer is these drugs are not effective. Well, part of the question, of course, is, well, this is the way science works, and anybody who isn't willing to listen to the... I mean, I get the name Galileo thrown at me at least once a day. Everybody thought he was crazy, and it turns out he was right. I mean, everybody says that's the way science works. Is science working the way it's supposed to work? Are we questioning the things we're supposed to question and putting them to the test? Yeah, yes, we are. Yes, we are. You know, there, people are watching science play out right now, um, and science is messy. You know, there are often retractions or often studies that point in different directions. Science is hard, right? It takes yeah. a long time. But you're right. I often hear the Galileo. It's actually a form of misinformation. It's called the Galileo effect, right? So anytime that you want to sort of support a fringe view, you bring up Galileo, or yeah. you bring up plate tank tectonics, or you bring up the idea that, well, we used to think ulcers were caused by stress, now we're, we know they're caused by bacteria. First, number one, those are extreme examples. Number two, they were all about science. They were still evidence being portrayed, and there wasn't evidence on the other side saying they were wrong, right? We're talking about, you know, an extraordinary evolution of science, and they're extremely rare examples. Almost always, it's the body of evidence that, that you know, wins the day. What about messaging? Now, I'm not saying that... Uh, uh, i got two more for you here. And it starts with messaging around the experts and the people who are sort of... We've charged with coming out and selling, uh, as unfortunate uh, as it is. That's what they're doing. Um, 
selling the vaccines and public health restrictions and all these sorts of things, public health policy basically trying to convince people that that's what we need to be doing. They have done a horrible job around messaging on this. Now, I understand there's a lot of moving parts and things change day to day, but don't you think there's some onus on these quote-unquote experts to come out and make sure that they understand they're in the communication business here too? They, they, this is a lesson that I hope we learn from from the pandemic. You know, you're right. It has been not been ideal. Early days, we were probably, you know, too dogmatic, right? We were too definitive about yeah. science when we knew the science was going to evolve because we wanted the public on side. I think we have to be honest and transparent about scientific uncertainty. We've got to bring them along for the scientific ride. We absolutely have to be better at that. In addition to that, something else you point out is we're in the communication game and we've got to create messaging that is scientifically accurate that uh, people want to engage with and is shareable on social media. Um, we have to make messaging that matters and, and that means something to people. Last one. Um, does this ever go away? Um, you know, Tom Nichols wrote a book called The Death of Expertise many years ago, and he thought a pandemic would snap us back to, whoa, we better listen to the people that actually know what the hell they're talking about. The opposite happened. Um, what brings us back to a trust in science, expertise, and the people who actually have the experience, education, and knowledge to, to help us with things like this? I, I don't think it's going to go away. We live in an incredibly chaotic information environment. This is something that we're going to be battling for, I think, for generations to come. Um, but the good news is we have to remember that most of the science communication has actually been a win. You know, we went from 45% hesitancy to less than 20% in most jurisdictions, right? We, we went from zero mask wearing to over 90% mask wearing. So we also have to, you know, take those wins, shake and recognize yeah. that the good science communication can make a difference, and it has. But, but we absolutely need to get better. Uh, those spreading misinformation are nimble, and we've got to use evidence-based strategies to stop them. And the other thing is, you know, we, we've got 90% vaccinated, right? I mean, we, we, in terms of the noise, it seems to be 50-50, maybe even more so uh, on the anti-vax side. But in reality, if you take a look at what's going on, that's a very, very small portion of the population that gets a whole lot of attention. You're right. If you look at the surveys, most people by far, by far support vaccination. Most people support masks. Uh, most people even support pretty extreme public health measures like mandates and passports. Um, we have to remember that, right? We've got to yeah. remember that and uh, make sure that we don't give too much airtime to those hardcore anti-vaxxers. Gotcha. Excellent. Um well, Dr. Timothy Coffield, <laughs> law professor, thanks for your time. appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Um, yeah, uh, Tim Caulfield is a professor at the University of Alberta in health law and policy.